0: Neglect has contributed toward the confluence of forces that can produce a perfect storm. When we look back at the decades long erosions and distortions of our educational system, our legal system, and our political system, we must acknowledge the chilling fact that the kinds of dangers we face now were always inherent in these degenerating trends. The essays that follow deal with these trends individually. But it may help to keep in mind that they were all going on at the same time, and that these are the dangers whose coming together can create a perfect storm. Government policies Government policies can be judged by what they promise or by what they do. While it might seem to be obvious that the latter is what is relevant, many people nevertheless assume that rent control laws control rent. Gun control laws control guns, stimulus spending stimulates the economy, and jobs bills create jobs. Moreover, few people seem to find it necessary to check any of these assumptions against facts. For example, the fact that cities like New York and San Francisco, with a long history of very strong rent control laws, have some of the highest rents in the country might suggest that some assumptions need a lot closer attention than either the public or the media give them people who say that the government has to do something when there is an economic downturn almost never compare what actually happened when the government did something as in the wake of the 1929 stock market crash compared to what happened when the government did nothing after a comparable stock market crash in 1987 or in fact after a number of other crashes before 1929. Facts seem to have become irrelevant for all too many people who rely instead on visions and rhetoric. The same reliance on familiar words rather than on demonstrable facts applies even to international relations, including life-and-death issues of national security. Thus, people who advocate disarmament agreements are automatically called the peace movement without any recourse to the history of the actual outcomes of disarmament agreements which flourished as perhaps never before between the two world wars. These agreements disarmed the Western democracies, both literally and figuratively, making them more vulnerable to the aggressive dictatorships that were free to violate disarmament agreements with impunity. The net result was that one-sided disarmament made war look more winnable to the Axis powers and therefore made war more attractive, despite the rhetoric of the so-called peace movement. Separating words from realities is one of the most important steps toward evaluating government policies, whether domestically or internationally. Since rhetorical skills are among the most highly developed skills among politicians, any serious attempt to see government policies for what they are means keeping our eyes fixed on facts, despite the distractions of rhetoric. The essays that follow seek to bring out some of those facts. More important, they seek to penetrate the fog of rhetoric. Dismantling America Just one year ago, would you have believed that an unelected government official, not even a cabinet member confirmed by the Senate, but simply one of the many czars appointed by the President, could arbitrarily cut the pay of executives in private businesses by 50% or 90%? Did you think that another czar would be talking about restricting talk radio? That there would be plans afloat to subsidize newspapers, that is, to create a situation where some newspapers' survival would depend on the government liking what they publish? Did you imagine that anyone would even be talking about having a panel of so-called experts deciding who could and could not get life-saving medical treatments?' Scary as that is from a medical standpoint, it is also chilling from the standpoint of freedom. If you have a mother who needs a heart operation, or a child with some dire medical condition, how free would you feel to speak out against an administration that has the power to make life-and-death decisions about your loved ones? Does any of this sound like America? How about a federal agency giving schoolchildren material to enlist them on the side of the president?" Merely being assigned to sing his praises in class is apparently not enough. How much of America would be left if the federal government continued on this path? President Obama has already floated the idea of a national police force, something we have done without for more than two centuries.